Welcome to Bucket List Talk About It. I am your host, Elise Heverly. Here at Bucket List Talk About It, we are talking about all things uncomfortable, the things that people don't really want to talk about. We are normalizing uncomfortable conversations and fuck it. Welcome back to Bucket List Talk About It. Today, we are talking about detachment, who I've been wrestling and tussling with since fucking i don't know when yeah we talking about that today i wanted to do something different this time where i gave y'all the opportunity to like interact because i've been trying to get y'all to interact so i did let y'all ask questions on my personal instagram page and i did get a couple really good ones so i am going to incorporate that into the episode so first and foremost i have came up with some things that have helped me. I am no expert. I am not a professional. I can help you find a professional, but I'm no professional. So that's a disclaimer. Anything that I share with you all is shit that I'm currently going through or something that I have went through. And I'm sharing my experience along with letting y'all in on some shit that helped me. Or I'm sharing things that I wish I would have known. So just want to put that out there but back to detachment so my recommendations for detachment oh my god it is so difficult but it's so rewarding and it's such a good skill to have like being able to remove yourself being able to take your energy back take your power back and it makes it to where you're able to be more selective and cautious as well because like you just don't need to attach to everything and I feel like we do sometimes make the mistake of attaching to the wrong things and that's where it's just real good to know how to easily detach or to learn how to detach in a healthy way because it makes it to where you're more selective with what you do attach and associate yourself with. Um, so I would say um, it has helped me to lean more into my healthy relationships that I have now. My healthy relationships and my healthy attachments. And being intentional about watering those relationships and things that are great for me. Because it makes it easier for me to detach from things and people that aren't healthy for me. So pouring into what loves you back. Most of the time, the things that we need to detach from are things that like don't serve us in a way that is going to lead to us becoming our best selves. Because obviously it serves you if you're attached to it. It just may not serve you in a healthy way because like my therapist tells me all the time, like our habits, the things that we surround ourselves with and the things that we do, even just on a day to day basis, it works for us. That's why we do it. And change does not happen until it just does not work for you anymore. So it does it can, it can serve you like it may be serving you but just not serving the best you like whoever it is that you're trying to become it's not serving that so pouring into the things that do serve 
and align with you becoming your best you definitely helps another thing that helps is setting personal goals this is a big one because once you set those goals the things that you're trying to detach from is just not going to align so once you realize like wait this shit like some gotta go and I have been saying this like for a little minute now like how like baby I don't play about me I'm not playing about me no more I'm not playing about me ever again like I'm not playing about me. So anything that want to play with me or anything that I got to play with me about, it got to fucking go. It has to go. It has to go. And setting personal goals really helped with me getting to that point because I just realized like, wait, I'm saying I want to be this person who does these things, who thinks this way, who has these morals, who has these values. But this shit not matching up with what this is right here whatever it is whether it's a person or a habit like for example I set a goal of me being consistent in the gym I try to go to the gym three times a week normally on a week where I'm super super busy I make it at least two times like I do two days and I told myself that if I was able to do it consistently for six months, then I would go back and get a gym membership because I had one before and I stopped using the whole, like right before COVID, I was super consistent in the gym and then COVID happened and like just ever since after COVID, it was just real rocky and I was still paying for that damn membership. Had moved to a new state and everything, was still paying for it. And I looked at how much money I spent and I was just like, never again. So the goal was, the goal is still, even though I have accomplished the goal, but now I feel like I want to turn it up a notch before I get a gym membership. So, but the goal was to be consistent in the gym for six months and to create a lifestyle where I have at least three days of taking my ass to the gym and certain things did not align with that, like The fact that I'm always on my damn phone did not align with that. The fact that, like, I have this thing where my feelings get in the way of me doing stuff. Like, if I feel tired, I hate being tired. If I feel tired, if I feel exhausted, if I feel drained, if I have those feelings, more than likely, I'm not going to get up and do shit. Like, that's just how I operate. That's how I previously operated, excuse me. Um, but I'm learning to push through that shit, like push through them feelings, trying to reverse it to where instead of doing absolutely nothing, when those feelings come, I do the opposite. I do a whole bunch of shit, like get up, go to the gym and stay at the gym for like two hours. So setting personal goals is definitely something that I do recommend because focusing on your goals is going to make it easier for you to separate yourself from the things that just don't match you becoming your best you especially once you realize what has to go for you to reach that goal because most of the time in order for you to reach the goal you're gonna have to let shit go anyways and it just gets to the point where you have to decide like I said before like if you play with you everybody else gonna play with you too and you really can't get mad because y'all all all just hunky-dorying and doing the shit together 
So that's why I got to the point where I'm like, I don't want nobody playing with me. I don't want nothing playing with me. Nothing. Nobody. But it start with me. I can't play with me either. Don't play about you. Don't fucking play about you. And don't let nobody else play about you. Okay. The last thing, the most important thing, learn your attachment style so that you can pinpoint why you were ever attached to that thing or that person in the first place. This is the hardest thing to do though. This is the hardest thing probably out of everything that I've said thus far. This is hard and I have struggled with figuring out my attachment style. Really struggled. And this is where like therapy does come handy because with the help of my therapist, we were able to figure out exactly what my attachment style was. And I kind of have like a mixture of two. I have like a, it's like an anxious attachment style. I cannot remember what the other one was, but I know it was mainly, she felt like I have an anxious attachment style um, and that it could be because I'm like the oldest child um, and just, you know, different things. Um, but Learning your attachment style will give you clues on what you need to do. Like it'll give you kind of a little, a little bit of the recipe. I'm not going to say it's going to give you the whole entire recipe step to step on how to detach, like which way you should go about detaching as far as you as an individual, because I do believe that different things work for different people. When it comes to things like this, I don't think it's a one size fit all thing, which is why I also was going to say too, like if y'all have any tips on detachment and things that you've done to detach, please feel free to DM me and share it with me if you feel comfortable doing that because um, it's hard out here in these damn streets and uh, I want to know all that I can know, okay, so I can help all that I can help. Um, so yes, but learning your attachment style, I would say is the most challenging part of detachment, but like I said, you don't have to do it alone. You can find a therapist and that is, that's what they're for, like to help you with those type of things. And once you figure out which style you are, then you you can can figure out how it came about, like why you are that way. You'll start to see like how it affects your day-to-day relationships like how you are as a friend and how you are as a a partner just in general um and I feel like me learning mine has helped me a lot because especially with an anxious one like knowing that I really mainly have an anxious attachment style look into things read different books just once you figure out where it comes from because I really think mine came from my childhood once you figure out where it comes from then you can tackle it. It makes it to where once you understand why you were ever attached to that thing or that person or that habit, it makes it easier to it makes it easier to pinpoint exactly how much it isn't or is serving you. You know, there may be some things and people that, you know, it could be your trauma or something like that that's making it to where you feel like you need to detach but that's really not what it is. That's just like your trauma talking type of shit, you know? So this is just experience, y'all. This is experience. And I feel like my imposter syndrome is kicking in because, but I'm very much qualified as far as when it comes to the experiences that Elise has had, because I am Elise. 
So, yes, and that's what I have to tell myself, y'all, whenever imposter syndrome, when she started trying to creep around, like, bitch, move. Anyways, but yes, this, the that last tip as far as finding your attachment style is very complex, and I do recommend getting a therapist if you are struggling to figure that part out. Um, and I did, again, give y'all the opportunity to interact so I'm going to come up with the name of like what I want to call this whenever I do this at the end of the episodes where I let y'all react. But I feel like I should just call it Fuck It We Talking. Like, Fuck It We Talking. Because like in this part of the show, like we're actually talking like me and you because you sent me the questions. Okay. So fuck it. We're talking and okay. I'm only going to do five today. First question is, what are some ways you take care of yourself while detaching? That is so good. I like to sleep. So I will love extra on myself by giving myself an extra little nap, you know. Um, And I always say, like, how my therapist told me, like, you know, you need more whenever you're going through transitions, trying to detach from things, trying to heal from things. You need more, like your body just physically needs more, needs more sleep, may need some more food, may need some more water. You know, you just need extra tender love and care. So I do things that I love, like I love like self-care. I may wax or give myself a face mask, take a bubble bath. Taking a bubble bath, that's like my favorite thing to do. That's my favorite thing to do. So I would recommend doing things that you love and that really bring you joy and that serve that healthy you that you trying to become. What are some detachment styles that you have found work for you when soul ties are involved? I feel like you meant like, what are some detachment methods? And that's something that I can answer. So for me, blocking access, like blocking access immediately like once I realize that it's something that is not serving healthy me cutting off access and then with cutting off access like not beating myself up super hard if I do like slip up because you are going to slip up like as far as like I don't like really talking about it anymore because I feel like you know there's so much more to me than that one fucking thing that just so-called happened to me not so-called because it definitely happened but that Thing that just so happened to happen to me um as far as like me having to detach from my ex like it was plenty of times where I kept trying to do the no contact and no access thing but I would like go back and forth go back and forth go back and forth but I really feel like that saying where it says like you have to keep going back you have to keep backtracking to finally let it go like that is true because every time you go back, a little bit of you pulls out even more because the shit is going to happen again. Like you're going to realize again that it's not serving you to be in that situation, to deal with that person or to have that habit. You're going to realize over and over again. So just fully going, just going no contact if it's with a person and if it's with the habit, cutting off that access, like cutting off the access and then giving myself grace if you do slip up or if you do miss that person or if you do miss being that way or doing that thing because you are going to it happens 
Next question. Do you feel like in order to detach, you need to block that person on every platform? I don't think so. Do I feel that way? No, because I feel like you still can detach. It just depends on, I think that that, that just depends on your attachment style. I feel like that would determine. So that's what I'm saying. Like one, we got to figure out the, the first step is really just figuring out what your attachment style, what your attachment style is. And then that will help you determine the best way for you to detach. But I don't think you have to block. Some people don't have to block people at all. They still are able to detach. I ain't one of them people like, bitch, you're blocked. But some people are that way. Did I do no contact while detaching? Uh, Honestly, I feel like no contact didn't come for me until after I was fully detached, <laughs> which is funny. But I guess because, you know, well, that goes hand in hand with me having an anxious attachment style. Attach yourself from things that are no longer serving you. And last question. How do you identify the reasons why you struggle with detachment? Oh my God, that was something that we already touched on, that attachment style. Figuring out that attachment style is going to help you identify the reasons why you struggle with it. Another thing I would say, like I said before, finding a therapist, speaking with a therapist, and they can help you navigate through where it all came from, which is the good thing about therapy. Where did it come from? Why am I like this? And it's not like they do the work for you. You still do have to do the work. Like you're doing the work. You're figuring it out. They're just helping you. But that is all that I have today for detachment. I hope that you are able to walk away with something that helps you detach. Um, and if not, just you get the urge to, you know, want to do something extra today to be your best self. Like, I appreciate you for supporting my dream and making it all the way to the end I'm sure you somebody that I love. I love y'all. And I will talk to y'all on the next one.